All right, and welcome back to Real Talk Sports. Uh, Today's show, we are actually talking about free agency and trades here in the NBA. What an exciting time as they are just about a month away from playing. First, quickly, I want to thank Anchor for our pl- being our platform. I want to go ahead and thank our sponsors out there for putting sponsorship on the show and our fans out there who are actually listening in and then uh, helping us drive content to the show. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into some of the big signings here in uh, free agency here uh, thus far. So um let's go ahead and jump into i guess the first bit of news that's kind of come in today and that is bam ayabalo signing a max five-year extension here um had a great year for the miami heat um you think about it uh he was instrumental in them getting to the finals along with jimmy butler i think that that certainly puts questions here on their future as far as possibly picking up Giannis. um if he becomes a free agent and does not sign his extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Next up, uh, most improved player Brandon Ingram agrees to a five-year, $158 million maximum contract here. I really love what New Orleans is doing here, and we'll talk about that a little bit more here. Um, but you know, I think it's a terrific signing. I think he's a centerpiece to go along with Zion Williams. I think another terrific uh, signing here in the offseason by David Griffin. And then next up here, um, we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit in the trading uh, part of the show. But uh, Stephen Adams from Oklahoma City to the New Orleans Pelicans. Um and they signed him for a two-year extension worth $35 million here. I think that this is an excellent pickup, especially since they have Derek Favors, who's leaving. You pair that with Zion Williams. I think that they're probably going to have the one of the best interiors in basketball, um, besides probably the Lakers. But I, I think that this is an outstanding signing here, once again, for the Pelicans. You have DeMarcus Cousins going over to the Houston Rockets. Not sure how much that's going to help them there, um, especially with the fact that he has been injured the last couple season, seasons. Uh, you know, the Rockets like to play up-tempo. Not good news from the Rockets here with that big storyline with both um, both Russell Westbrook and um, James Harden wanting out of Houston. And then also, too, they, they've had some issues there with trying to sign P.J. Tucker. Um I don't think that this necessarily fits into the way that the Rockets play, um, although I am rooting for DeMarcus Cousins here in the long term. Um, one of the other storylines here in free agency was that uh, John Wall was requesting a trade. Um, we already knew that Bradley Bill's uh, name had been out there in several trade talks, but uh, general manager Tommy Shepard, according to ESPN here, says there's no plans to trade John Wall. And no, he didn't request a trade. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, I mean, we'll definitely keep a look on this situation. I think when you look at the Washington Wizards, I think that they're going to have to ultimately do something there. Um, you know, John Wall has kind of been the same situation as kind of a Clay Thompson uh, where he was recovering from an injury, got another injury. Um, 
you know, I know he's young enough to, to come back. He's looked good in some of his offseason workouts and things like that. But I just think that they've signed some tough contracts. It's hard to move and get pieces around both Bradley Bill and John Wall. Obviously, when they're healthy, they're one of the best in the East. Um, so I certainly think that, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be a tough situation there. Um, next up, uh, Marquise Morris here tweeting that he's returning to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I think it was a good signing there for the Lakers. I think when you look at this situation, he's a terrific shooter. Um, I think when you look at Anthony Davis and you look at LeBron James throughout his career, I think, you know, for the most part, he's always needed shooters around him um, in order to make championship runs there. Um, Next up, I I like this signing, uh, although a lot of people aren't talking about it. Um, And it's Darko... Sargic, Sargic, um, who has signed a 27 million deal here to stay with the Phoenix Suns here. Um, so yeah, Dario Sarik, sorry. I'm sorry if I butchered his name, but, um, anyway, you know, he's a terrific shooter. I liked him when he played in Philadelphia. I think he's going to add another dimension over there. Um, especially with Devin Booker and you have also Chris Paul over there. So I think that, you know, this is, quite honestly shaping up to quietly be a tough out in the in the west i think chris paul has shown that he can do a lot with a limited roster you look at what he did with okc i think he's going to be in the same situations with phoenix um although i think they have younger pieces that are a little bit better than okc um so i I like their chances there um los angeles lakers get marcus all finalizing a two-year deal here um, getting the veteran over from the Toronto Rafters and in the process trading JaVel McGee for Jordan Bell and Alfonso McKinney and a future second round pick here. Um, well, you know what? With this situation here, I thought that... Um, we, Okay, Marcus Gasol, I know he's a little bit older in his career. Um, you know, his brother Pal Gasol played with the Lakers, obviously, um, paired with Kobe, and they won a championship there. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about that with Mark. I mean, I think he's going to be more of a stationary shooter. Um, he's not quite the big that Dwight Howard was. I don't think he's going to be that kind of physical tower. Uh, but he does definitely give them a bit of shooting um so it'll be interesting to see and we'll talk a little bit more about the lakers as we go on here in the show next up another good signing i think for the phoenix suns is they get aaron baines um on a two-year 14.3 million deal um i like this because you know i think aaron baines gives them a little bit of toughness he played on some good boston celtics teams and i think it's a situation where you know it's a possibility that um you know, they are able to, again, make a little bit of a push here in the, in the West. I know it's going to be tough, but, you know, I, I like that situation here with them possibly going over there um, and, and adding some veteran depth right there in the front court to go with Andre Aiden. Uh, next up here, the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum has agreed to a five-year extension worth up to $195 million. Um you know, I think the bottom line here with Tatum, you know, number three overall pick in 2017, he's averaged 23.4 points per game. Um, 
They've reached the Eastern Conference Finals there for the third time in the past four seasons. And I think it's it's very clear that Boston has their franchise player with Jason Tatum. And I think clearly they would be better served building around him. Um, I know it's been kind of tough because he's played with some other players around him that that didn't quite necessarily fit in. Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about Gordon Hayward. We'll talk uh, a bit, you know, about the Kyrie Irving situation, um, you know, for whatever reason that just didn't work. And I think with uh, Gordon Hayward, I think they kind of played the same spot. Um, you know, and I, I just think with the kind of tempo and things and direction that the Boston Celtics were going, it just wasn't a good spot there. But I, I like what they have now. I like that they've established that they're going to build around Jason Tatum. Should be excited, I think, if you are a Boston Celtics fan uh, moving forward. Next up here, um, you know, I, I, I'm i a little, I, I'm not sure about this one. But again, this is another team that I think could be up and, and coming here. And we'll talk a little bit about them. But Borgun, um Bordanovich here from uh, the Sacramento Kings and sorry if I butchered his name but heading over to the Atlanta Hawks here um, average 15.1 points per game last season so you know I I like the fact that it looks like Atlanta is adding some shooters um, and then they're also adding a little bit more defensive prowess in the backcourt with signing and getting Chris Dunn over there from the Chicago Bulls they just signed Rajon Rondo over there to a two-year deal as well. Um, so I think quiet is his kept. You know, Atlanta is starting to kind of shape out, and I think that they're going to be much better than they were um, the last couple seasons. Um, I definitely think that this is possibly a leap year and, and a bit um, and, a, and a bit for Atlanta. You know, I think that they probably. Um, maybe climb the ladder a little bit more here as the roster starts to shake out a little bit more favorable for them. Um, next up here, Kent Bazemore has agreed to a one-year deal here with Golden State. Um, you know, Kent Bazemore has been been solid here um, as a player in this league. I think that the significance of this particular signing is the fact that um, you look at what happened to Clay Thompson being lost with the Achilles injury. Um, it's definitely a situation here where um, Golden State is trying to do everything that they can to compete here. Um, you know, because everybody called last year a leap year and they thought they were going to get Clay back this year. And I think that, you know, now they're really sending the message here, especially when they trade for Kelly Oubre, that they really want to be a contender this year again. So I'm curious to see how it'll work out here. He's been with the team before as an undrafted uh, free agent. So um, I think he's in a much better spot here to play with this, uh, this model of the Golden State Warriors. Next up, Utah here, pretty much solidifying that Donovan Mitchell is their franchise player. He agreed to a five-year, $195 million designated rookie max ex uh, extension there. Um, a good signing for Utah. You know, I think that, you know, for sure, I think he's definitely a centerpiece there for what they wanted to. Um, next up, I, I like this signing as well. 
Um, and that's Rem Forbes here coming over from San Antonio for Milwaukee. I think that they're getting a guy here, 8.9 points per game, shooting 40% from the three-point range um, in his time with the Spurs. So adding a bit more shooting around Giannis, and they're also adding a little bit more uh, defensive presence there um, from the, the guard standpoint. So I like what they did. They also brought Drew Holiday over um, and shipped out Eric Bledsoe. Um, as well. So I, I think that this is turning out to be a, a solid offseason here for Milwaukee. Um, I think that they were wanting to get a little bit more shooting here um, and pieces here to kind of prove that, you know, this is the place that Giannis would need to sign um, long term. Next up, Serge Ibaka going to the LA Clippers. You know, this had to be done, especially since Montrez Harrell's exit out of there to the Lakers here, which I know is kind of tough for the Clippers. Um, you know, and we'll have to do a show where we actually assess the roster and kind of see where they're at. Now, with Serge, I mean, he's going to give them some size there. He's won some championships. Um, he's been in some finals and he, he's been, you know, a defensive shot blocker, defensive player of the year um, in those talks and things like that. You know, I think he's going to give them a bit more shooting than what Montrezl Harrell does. Um, although Montrezl is a little bit younger here in his career, um, it'll be interesting here. You know, I think Serge, has, he's played with Kawhi before, which is a good thing here. So you love that. Um, so, I mean, in, in the long term here, um, this could be a great move here for the Clippers. We're not going to know as they continue to see what they're going to do because obviously their biggest threat there is it's got to be the Lakers. So we'll keep an eye on that um, and continue to look at what their roster shapes out to be. Next up, um, Jeff Teague has agreed to a one-year deal to play with the Boston Celtics here. So, um, you know, Jeff Teague was solid. I mean, he's shown that he can. He was at one point a, a franchise guard when he was with the um, Atlanta Hawks there for a little bit. I, you know, I think that it's a, a decent uh, pickup here. I think that that's going to give Kimball Walker um, somebody that can, you know, for sure come off the bench, give you some good minutes, keep you into some games here. Um, and I think that that's one thing that probably Boston was looking at in order to kind of strengthen up their roster there um, off the bench. Next up, KCP uh, resigns to a three-year deal here with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, averaged 10.7 points per game, shot 37.8 from the three-point range in the playoffs, which was huge there. Probably their most consistent shooter, I would say. Um and I think it's a situation where, again, they wanted to um, continue to keep shooters around LeBron James. That's why they went out and got um, KCP to come back. They went out and got Montrezl Harrell uh, to kind of fill the void for Dwight Howard, leaving over to the 76ers. And then you have Wesley Matthews, who, um, you know, can be a three-point shooter sometimes but he's more of a, a defensive uh minded guard so that'll kind of help them out on the perimeter there so solid pickups there for the uh, lakers here in free agency thus far next up tristan thompson agreed to a deal to join the boston celtics worth 19 million for two seasons here so um former fourth round pick here his career with the Cavaliers, 12 points and 10 rebounds. Not bad, a double-double machine. I think that he's probably going to give them some added toughness here. Um, 
for sure that the Boston Celtics desperately needed. Um, they did ship out Enos Cantor via trade over to the um, Trailblazers. So, you know, there's a void there. Um, I think that when you look at this situation, uh, they were probably thinking more long term, especially if they were to get out of the East, which they were close to doing. Um, they're going to need that type of size if they're going to go against the Denver's, the Lakers, um, you know, teams that are definitely playing a bit bigger there. Um, next up here, Carmelo Anthony has agreed to a one year deal here to remain with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, he had a solid year here with the Portland Trailblazers. Many people were um, expecting that he would possibly go ahead and uh, come back here. And he has done that. I think that uh, that should make the Portland Trailblazers pretty good here moving forward. Um, as they've got a decent shot here as anybody in the West. Um, next up, Paul Millsap has agreed to a one-year deal worth $10 million there for the Denver Nuggets here. Um, I, I was curious to see if they were going to bring back Paul Millsap, but you know, it, it turned out to be a no-brainer, um, especially when uh, Jeremy Grant decided that he would go elsewhere with the Detroit Pistons. Um, I definitely thought that they were probably going to either start, um, continue to start Jeremy Grant or um, go with Porter Jr. there. But, um, you know, it looks like they're still going to go with the veteran leadership and uh, keep him in Denver, who was, you know, obviously pretty solid here getting to the Western Conference um, finals there in the West. Jay Crowder um, departs the Miami Heat and um, looks like he's going to the Phoenix Suns. I think this is a, another solid pickup here. I think the veteran leadership um, that you're building and the chemistry that, um, you know, he has with the likes of Chris Paul and others. I think that this is going to help Phoenix chances again of going ahead and possibly making the playoffs here. Um, Avery Bradley away from the Lakers now to the Miami Heat two year deal worth 11.6 million there. Um, you know, I, I like it. I, I, I like Avery Bradley. He's much known as a two-way player. Um, the fact of the matter is that, you know, this helps take a little bit of pressure off Jimmy Butler here. Um, I think it's a terrific pickup. I think he's going to probably fit in well with Coach Spostra. Uh, great pickup. Um, a deal that had to be done. Fred Van Fleet agrees to a four-year, $85 million deal to return to the Toronto Raptors. Um, definitely one of the things that the Toronto Raptors wanted to do was kind of bring him back. Um, I think that's a solid pickup here. Next up, you have DJ Augustine uh, coming to the Milwaukee Bucks on the three-year deal, and uh, Bobby Portis as well on a two-year deal to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, giving the Bucks again, some more options here. You have a nice point guard that can possibly come off the bench, uh, distribute the ball pretty well. With Bobby Portis, he is an outside shooter that does provide uh, a major inside presence and gives you a bit more defensive prowess there. Um, you know, I definitely with one of the Lopez's leaving, I think that this was a terrific pickup with Bobby Portis again. And I think that they're, you know, pretty much just putting themselves in a position here to, um, you know, tell uh, Giannis here that they're pretty much all in and they're just essentially kind of waiting on him. Um, we talked about it a little bit here, the Drew Holiday extension to Milwaukee. 
that's coming off the trade that sent Steven Adams and uh, George Hill to the Pelicans there. Um, and then George Hill actually ended up going over to the, the Thunder in exchange there too. So, um, you know, a terrific deal. We talked about it before, but, um, you know, I think that these are um, putting definitely the Pelicans into a favorable situation here for next year. Um, just kind of going through the list here and taking a look at some more key free agent signings. Uh, we talked about Jeremy Grant a little bit, but he ultimately agreed to a $60 million deal, $60 million deal that uh, sends him over to the Detroit Pistons. Um, talked about Wesley Matthews. Um, just going back here, David Bertans there. He's agreed to stay with the Washington Wizards for $80 million there. Um, averaged 15.4 points per game last season, shot 42.3% from the three-point range. Um, probably one of the better Wizards there to be on the roster. Uh, Malik Beasley returning back to the Minnesota Timberwolves on a four-year $60 million deal there. Um, Trey, Bur- Trey Burke, excuse me, um, who had a, a very resurgent career uh, season here with the Mavericks, has signed a bit of a long-term deal, three-year deal, $10 million range there. Um, he averaged 12 points and 3.8 assists during the season restart um, in Florida there. And he was kind of instrumental there in the Mavericks. Um, I think when you look at Luka Doncic, you look at Porzingis, they're going to need all the help that they can get. Certainly an outside proven score uh, like Trey Burks, I think is a terrific signing there. Um, I think they, they have to do a little bit more, but I think that that's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, Another reason why I like Atlanta here is they have gotten Danilo Gallinari, excuse me, there, who is uh, looking to sign a three-year deal worth sixty-five point five million. There, um, you know, Gallinari averaged eighteen point seven points per game, shot forty point five percent from the three-point range. Here, definitely part of that surprise. Um, resurgence of the thunder there nobody thought the thunder would be as good as they were um, but definitely a solid pickup De'Aaron Fox signs a long-term five-year 163 dollar or 63 million dollar extension there uh, with the kings that kind of gives you an idea of what direction the kings are wanting to go uh, Derek Favors and Jordan Clarkson coming back to the Utah Jazz here. Uh, Derek Favors was with the Utah Jazz before being shipped off to the Pelicans. So I think that that's going to help their front line there with Gobert. And then with Jordan Clarkson, um, he's been terrific with coming off the bench and being a scorer. We talked about the Clippers and wanting to revamp their roster. Um, they lose Jermichael Green over to the Denver Nuggets in free agency, but do get Patrick Patterson back. Um, a proven shooter coming over from Toronto. Um, so I think that that's a, a solid pickup here. Um, next up, just kind of going through the notables here. Um, Gordon Hayward um, for the Boston Celtics went ahead and signed over with the Charlotte Hornets. Not a lot of people thought that that was going to happen. Um, I think it's probably going to be a better fit for him. Um, I think instantly he's probably going to be um the best player on the the hornets there um i think he's playing with a, a point guard that's not necessarily proven but has the, the real upside in Lamelo ball um but you know I, I like quietly what the what the hornets are putting together and i think that that might have been uh one of the key signings um of free agency here 
Um, let's see here. We talked about Kelly Oubre coming over there. Um, Phoenix Suns um, letting Frank Kaminsky go. Uh, Enos Kantner uh, traded off to the Trailblazers. We talked about that. Uh, Joe Harris is coming back to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, that's I know that that's definitely um, a name that they wanted to go ahead and um, they actually wanted to keep him. Next up, Tim Hardaway Jr. is exercising his $19 million player option to return to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, again, I think Dallas is trying to do everything that they can to just really uh, make sure that they put enough pieces around Luka Doncic and uh, Porzingis here. Um, just still going through the free agency tracker here. It's some of the big names here. Um, Rick Rubio heading back to the Timberwolves. So he's going back to a team that he was initially drafted. Um, we didn't talk about this one, but the 76ers dealt Al Horford um, away to OKC for Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. Um, I think that they're definitely showing that they're wanting to put some shooters around Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, um, especially with Doc Rivers there. And he could possibly give a, a bit of a resurgence over to Tobias Harris, who really struggled last year. And it partially could have been to the fact that they just didn't have enough spacing there for them um, to for him to actually kind of operate there. Um, Andre Drummond staying with the Cleveland Cavaliers and just going through it. Another uh, pretty good deal here for the balls or for the Portland Trailblazers, excuse me, is they picked up Robert Covington um, in exchange for Trevor Ariza. Um, you know, I thought that this was essentially a good deal. I like the fact that Robert Covington is a good shooter there. He showed that with or with Philadelphia, excuse me, he showed that with Houston as well. I think that is going to give them um, some added uh, shooting over into uh, Portland. And I think that that's essentially kind of one of the things that they're going to need to, to kind of come back into um you know, the fold as far as being a factor, not just um, getting to the playoffs, but actually making a run in the playoffs. Um, another trade there that was huge was Dennis Schroeder coming over to the Los Angeles Lakers um, in exchange for Danny Green here. Um, you know, I thought this was a situation where OKC put themselves in a great situation with getting more first round picks. But more importantly, with the Lakers, I think essentially they just got a younger version of Rajon Rondo over there. Um, so, you know, that that's essentially what I assess uh, Dennis Schroeder as. He's, he's kind of a more younger version of Rajon Rondo um, who can hit some timely shots, but then also to. Um, is able to uh, get to the basket and defend at a high level um, sometimes there. So uh, a good pickup there. And, you know, essentially, I think that that's, that's essentially about it for the, the big plays that we had there in free agency, talking about some of the drafts and stuff like that. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the NBA draft as we kind of prep for the NBA season coming up here. But, you know, I think that when you look at this so far, I think that the Lakers probably have submitted that they're definitely going to be in the running to um, essentially defend their championship. I think that they've made that message loud and clear um, with the signings that they have there. Um, 
But the Clippers, I, I mean, obviously they're keeping their main pieces with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, I think the jury is still out on them. I think that they still probably may be in the works for a trade. Um, not really sold too much on some of the free agent pickups that they did get over there. Um, I think it is big that they did keep one of the Morris uh, brothers over there. Um, they do get Serge Ibaka, but I think that they need a little bit more. I mean, they still have Lou Williams over there, um, but they proved that they needed to definitely, they needed more size and they need um, some better shooters to kind of go around Kawhi and uh, Paul George. So um, that'll be a question mark to see, you know, kind of what the, the Clippers are going to do. Um, with the Warriors, again, we talked about what they did with Kelly Oubre Jr. Um, it's definitely going to put them in a situation to compete. Um, you know, the key for them is, are they going to be healthy? Um, they did pick up James Wiseman in second uh, in, the, in the draft there. And we'll talk about the draft again in another show. But, um, you know, is he going to be the player that they anticipate being? Um, a year like no other year in the sense that there was no March Madness. So you truly don't know what your draft picks are going to do. And then also, too, um, the big question is always going to be the death of the Golden State Warriors as far as, you know, who they have coming off the bench and everything else. And it's, you know, did they do enough? You know, I know that they have Wiggins over there. I know that they have Bazemore. Um, but again, are they going to have enough? So those are just a couple of questions kind of going into the NBA season. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit more as we prep for the season and talk about the draft. I quickly want to thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank the sponsors out there who put sponsorship on the show. And I just want to thank our fans out there who have chimed in on a week to week basis to help us drive content. So, um, once again, this is Rico, the host of Real Talk Sports. We'll be back with another show very soon. Take care.